What's up, guys? Welcome to Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying, the podcast that helps aspiring bosses go from nine to fives to seven-figure CEOs. I am your host, Asia Abstin, former bartender turned serial entrepreneur and coach to over 2,000 students. And I am on a mission to help you manifest your dream life, 10X your salary, and step into every room like you own the place. Each week, my guest and I will cover everything money, business, and mindset related to push you to be your absolute best self. You will also be getting financial literacy tips, game-changing perspectives, and passive income plays to impact your confidence and your bottom line. You'll learn how to work smarter, not harder, stop sleeping on your own potential, and climb the success ladder cocktail in hand. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, Get Rich Crew. Welcome back to another episode of Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. I am about to make y'all some money today. This is a very special episode because this is for the career girls. I never talk to the career career girls and I feel like I've been leaving y'all out. So get (laughs) a pen, get a piece of paper. It is going up. I want to welcome the one, the only, Sania El Amin to the show. You know her better as Flynanced. Welcome, the 9 yes. to 5 hottie. Thank you. Thank you, my girl. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to the career girlies or even talk to the entrepreneur girlies who, you know, want to understand how they can be flipping their bag even higher because Ooh. the corporate girls and the entrepreneur girls, they, we want in the same, you know? Okay. I love that. I live for flipping a bag. And you know what? One thing about me, I am not afraid to tell people, y'all, I don't know. Let me call somebody that does know. So this is me calling somebody that knows because I get asked about career advice all the time. And I said, child, I dropped out. I don't know nothing about how to get a job. Like, let me get the expert in the room, which is why you are here. And another reason that you're here is because you said that your vision for finance is to transfer wealth into the hands of black women. And I said, well, we're best friends now. Oh, period. Well, we've already been best friends. I feel like every time I see one of your posts, I'm just like, yeah, that's me. That's that's me. She's talking to me. (laughs) We go together (laughs) real bad. The rich and loading. Yes. loading Yes. Yes. I love that for us. I love that. I love it here. I love it here. That's why I love this show. Um, so for the people who may not know you, can you give us yeah. a quick intro into who you are and how you got started in this industry? Happy to. So, hey, everyone, this is Sania Elamine of Flynance. I am the founder of an online platform that teaches ambitious working nine to five hotties how to earn more, effortlessly build wealth and do more of what they love. I created this platform because I was sick of seeing these big financial influencers, namely white, crusty old white men, um, tell black women how we should be spending our money and making us feel ashamed of how we choose to spend our money, right? We know that our lives are too short and too precious to not enjoy the journey. So I am not of the financial advice that means we should be skipping corners and eating ramen noodles um, just because we need to pay off debt or just because we're trying to figure out our budget, right? Like, I believe that we can have it all. And that starts by knowing how to increase our earning potential. And I think many of us who have been come up by by the mindset that, oh, you get a good job and you get a degree and you get another degree and another degree. Does not actually lead to more money. And I'm hopeful that through finance, we can really start to redistribute wealth into black women's hands um, by increasing our earning potential and really uncovering the blueprint to how you actually build wealth through a nine to five, which I believe has been kept from our community for way too long. So that's Ooh. why I'm here. I love to be outside. I love to travel. I am not a frugal girl by any means. It's luxury or bust. Um, so, you know, I think my claim to fame has been that I am a girl from the inner city, Baltimore, who somehow finessed my way into corporate America and went from making $48,000 in 2017 to $200,000 today. Um, and I've done that without having a fairy godmother in the back kind of, you know, making it away, but being really intentional and learning from the white boys on how you actually grow your salary and get to the big bag. So that's mm. why I believe I'm here. So you can follow me. Everywhere as Flynance. Oh, 
I mean, we could just end the show there because that's just, <laughs> that's enough for me because yes to everything you said for anybody who's listening to this episode and not watching and you should be watching. I am just gagging because all of this, gagging. I support every ounce of it. We are not scrimping and saving. Saving is trash. Don't let these people lie to you. We are investing. And even beyond that, you got to make enough money to save, you know, and I really genuinely believe nothing is too expensive. Let's just make more money. They are printing billions and billions of dollars a day. America is in trillions of dollars of debt. You think they give a damn about that debt? No, they are living their best lives, having the best possible time. And that is why you are here. I totally align with that message. Like, oh, I have so many questions for you. Let's get into it. Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. Okay. So the first thing I heard about you was on Twitter. And you were talking about (laughs) how you were in, yeah, we love a tweet. Like I would pay for We love a tweet. I love Twitter. (laughs) Twitter is bad. Twitter is not going anywhere for me. So you were talking about how you were $23,000 in debt. Rural. How? How does that, what, what, what's tea? Okay, let's, let's talk about it. You know, I am a recovering overspender. So $23,000 of debt for me, it was, I had about like $16,000 of student loans, which also came from overspending. How do you get a full-time, how do you get a full ride scholarship to get your master's degree and still end up in debt? That was me because I had no I just had no money management skills whatsoever. Like you. I, I just, as soon as the money came into my account, it was gone was spending, before it hit. Right? Okay. Come mm-hmm. on. Like, mm-hmm. I was really trying to, especially at that point in my life, I was in my early 20s, I was just making a shit ton of mistakes with my money. Um, and it got to a point where I was just kind of like, sick of my own self, where it was yeah. just like, girl. Get it together. Right? Like you make okay money. Like you're right. like you're you know. At that point, I was like, I was making decent money. And it was yeah, like, and there was just no excuse for this. Okay, it was no gotcha. excuse for it. There was no. I had nothing to show for it. And at the same time, I started learning about financial independence and retire early and this whole movement. And I was just like, oh, I feel like I'm set up to do that. Like I should do that. Like, I should do that. Like, I just made the decision and said I, I should do that, right? So, you know, my debt was really a reflection of living beyond my means. Uh, I wouldn't even say necessarily trying to keep up with the Joneses, but just living by all my means, I think trying to create a lifestyle for myself that I could not afford at that mm. point, um, and really just not knowing how to mon- manage my money well. Um, but at the same time, I have to acknowledge that I have a lot of privilege to say I only had $23,000 in debt um, because I know- Because a lot of you know, people have a zero behind that number. Come on. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, we live at a time where the average student loan borrower has $35,000 of student loan debt, right? So, you know, I I also have to acknowledge the privilege that I did have with that. Yes, $23,000 felt like a lot for me to conquer at that time. Um, But, you know, I also want to just acknowledge that for many of us, debt is the only way that we are keeping a roof over our heads. It's the only Mm. way that we are have access to these opportunities that that we need to you know change our lifestyles and and our livelihoods so you know i acknowledge that but i love what you said earlier asia about you know like we just got to make more money to be able to make ourselves neutral and holy in like this whole you know and i am of the and i'm gonna say something controversial (laughs) first of all yes please please we love let's talk about it we love a hot take because you know when i have my student loans that um i I started paying off my student loan debt in 2020. Um, you know, and in 2020, the carry back to the panorama was hitting us. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. And I was like, oh, I'm for sure paying off this student loan. Right. Like, and, you know, I, I, I'm going to say something controversial, but, you know, Uncle Joe is not about to forgive no more student loans. So, it's yeah, like, no, that if, shit if is by now. Babe, it's a wrap. If it happens right now, it's not happening. Like, mm-hmm. hang it up. It's like in the time that we've been sitting around waiting for them to figure out what they was going to do with it, you could have been still on debt by free by now. Hello. Hello. By making more money and then putting it aside to say, I don't, I don't want this over my head anymore. Right. But like, you know, so <laughs> my, my goal in everything that I do with finance is to just say, you know, when we have more money, we have more options. When we have more wealth. We have more options. The option to say, you know, I choose not to have this debt over my head. Like, Fannie Mae, 
y'all can delete my number, block me, okay? Because we have no business together, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, or just the option to be able to say, how do I want to spend my time? What is it that I want to do? What is it that I want to be working towards? And not just feeling like I always am kind of just struggling to survive, right? So that's why I feel like finance is here. And, you know, I, I think my debt was a reflection of the mindset that I had back then. But, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm on the other side of, you know, let's put some zeros behind that. And now that represents my salary. And let's talk about, you know, the abundance that we're claiming, not the debt that's keeping us back. Yes, I love every bit of that. I agree so much. And a key takeaway for the Get Rich crew is decision. She just made the decision to change her life. That's it. I feel like so many people, specifically women, specifically black women, are somehow waiting for a stamp of approval or a decision or a, I'm sorry, or a trend or for somebody to tell them that it's okay for them to change their lives. And if you need the permission, guess what? We're here to give it to you, but you don't. You can just make the decision on your own that today is the first day of the rest of your life and you will not be letting these other things hold you back. And just on that tip about waiting for student loan forgiveness, he paused it 24 months ago. So if you save in that $800 a month or whatever the payment is, for 24 months in a row, where are the funds, sis? Where are the coins? Yeah. Where's the nest egg? Where is the side hustle? Where is What have you done with the money? So like agreed, 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 agreed. Okay, you decided to get out of debt. What is step one? What do the people do that are drowning in this debt? Yeah, I mean, you know, step one, and we got the pour a drink for this one. Oh. This is the, you know, get richer, get drunk, trying podcast, right? So the first step is you actually need to sit down and write out everything that you owe, you know? Ooh, that I probably hurts. That hurts. And that's why I said you got to pour a drink for it. That's <laughs> the very first step. Like, before we get into oh, all the different methods and, you know, oh, well, how do I? Yeah. The very first step is, like, what do you actually owe? Like, write it down on a piece of paper. Write it all down. Yes, even that credit card that you know you be spending on. Yep. That you don't be opening up that account because you're ashamed to see that number. All of it. Yes, even that delinquency loan over here that you knew you had no business opening. Taking it out of it. You know, like there's so much Mm -hmm. shame, I think, especially that we carry around the debt that we carry. Um, But until I think you can really just kind of transparently see for yourself, you know, how big of a hole are you in? I think that's really the first step is really, I think, acknowledging and, and getting transparent with yourself in terms of what you owe. And then I think from there it is figuring out how much of your income currently today can go mm-hmm. towards your debt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we make the mistake of thinking that we can do everything with our money at once. Mm-hmm. But it's baby steps, right? Like I wasn't always at a place where I could max on my 401k and put money to travel and pay off my credit cards every month and do this. And, do, you know, like I didn't always have that amount of flexibility and that amount of disposable income, Right. But what the first thing that you should be doing is with the income that you have right now and with the expenses that you absolutely need to to survive off of, right? Like how much extra money could you be putting towards that debt? I think really getting real with yourself in terms of what are the things that you're paying for month over month that are wants versus needs Mm -hmm. is important because Mm -hmm. yes, we can enjoy the journey, right? We can still put a few dollars aside to say, I'm still going to go to the Beyonce concert when it happens, but I'm still going to I'm going to still take my ch- girls trip to Jamaica, but I'm still paying Obviously, off Obviously, yes. But that doesn't mean that it means that every five, then that means every Friday we We're not Uber every week. night. We're not Uber We're not Uber every eat, night. Right? So it's like, you know, what does that joy look like for you? Build that back in. But everything else, let's take a hard look at because we're it. getting really serious about paying off this debt. We are going to have to eliminate some of the things because if it was that easy, we wouldn't be in the debt to begin with, right? If, if we had all this extra disposable income that we could just we really put the these expenses, we wouldn't miss the situation. So I think that those are the two most important things. And I think from there it is learning about some of the debt, you know, payoff methods that exist. There are payoff tools out there um, where you can put in your debt and you can actually visually see you know, what would a $200 a payment look like? What would it mean, look like if I paid $250 a month? And what it, what would it look like if I focus on my biggest debts first? Or should I focus on my debts with the most interest first, right? You got to make a decision for yourself in terms of, right, how long you want to be on this journey, how much extra money can you really afford to put towards your extra debt payments? 
Um, and then, you know, something that I did when I was in my debt payoff journey was that I was just putting any extra money that I was getting towards that debt, right? So if I was getting a tax refund, some of it was going towards debt. If I was getting a bonus at work, some of it was going towards debt. If somebody was giving me money for my birthday, thank you for this hundred dollars. I'm gonna put fifty towards debt, and I'm gonna spend another fifty on myself, right? Like, I, I it doesn't again have to be all or nothing. I'm not saying tomorrow you were going to totally go cold turkey on everything to spend your money on, and then just put all your money into debt. No, but I'm saying let's work towards a reality where you are being more intentional about how much money of your income is going towards every month. And then, you know, what I love to say for the nine to five hotties is let's then get on a path, a plan and let's try out a path for you to make more money. Because when you make more money and you're keeping everything else relatively the same, you now have increased your disposable income that you can put towards debt. I mean, that's also another way that I was able to be successful and pay off $23,000 of debt in one year because I made more money in my nine to five and I kept everything else the same. Granted, it was a panorama, so I wasn't going outside, (laughs) but it was still, I still had to live with intention and say Mm -hmm. for myself, I know I'm an overspender. Girl, you better make sure that money don't even hit that account. That money needs to just flow into, Mm -hmm. it needs to be gone. Just, let's just do an automatic, (laughs) automatic debt payment. It's not even going to hit the account. It's never going to hit your debit card. So now you can't spend it. I mean, those are the decisions I had to make for myself because I knew that I was triggered to spend. You might be a frugal franny over there. So in which case, girl, let's just make more money. Stick on that budget that you need to do because you know you can be frugal. And let's do it. Let's, and that's Ugh. with anything. That's with you want to save a down payment for a house. That's with you want to start that side hustle, but you need some extra capital to, you know, get that brick and mortar store, get that hair salon suite, whatever it looks like, right? Like, I, I think with whatever it is in terms of your journey, or if you want to say, hey, my goal is to invest $50,000 this year, right? You're going to have to be intentional about where your money is going and how much of it is going towards those goals that you've set for yourself. I mean, that's essentially what budgeting is. But, you know, mm-hmm. budgeting gets a bad rep. Even though we, I'm team budget over here. Because, okay, <laughs> there's just no way that I'm going to be able to be a hot girl outside Right. One thing I need to do on a tr- on a plane every month mm-hmm. without a budget. Without like, a budget. That, that would be chaos. <laughs> I think that that is really fair. So many gems in there. And I just want to reiterate the thing that has always saved my life. Because I am not team budget at all. Never have been. I am awful in that <laughs> category. I will literally always make more money. I will figure it out. I do 50, 30, 20. But that's about it. Okay. But the thing that has always saved me. I love that. Me, that's a yes, plan. Yeah. Because I stay in my lane. I just yeah. automatically have 50, 30, 20, and that 30, I am having the time of my life with. That is it. That's all I can do. But the thing that yeah. has saved my life and grown my net worth exponentially, like outside of owning businesses, is automating my savings. Period. Yes. Like I use the Digit app. I love it. It takes the money. I don't even see it. So I can't miss it. I can't spend what I don't yeah. have. I can't miss what I don't have. And I just agree with you wholeheartedly. You have to make sacrifices, bottom line. Winners make sacrifices. Winners discipline themselves. Like you was having the time of your life up in Zara, swiping that credit card to death. So don't be acting stupid when it's time to pay that budget off or that debt off. Don't be looking crap. I'm just saying the babies was there. Okay. Amish wants their money. They want their money up front. They don't want a payment on it. (laughs) They want every coin that you owe them and you was having a good old time at the mall. So let's not act crazy when it's time to sacrifice so that we can pay down that debt or work towards that goal or whatever the case may be. You are listening to someone who went from 23 grand in debt to a over a hundred thousand dollar net worth and beyond since then. And then I really want to tap into We just need to make more money. And I say that like a broken record for a reason. Number one, the average millennial salary is $47,000. And I don't know about y'all. I don't know where y'all listening to this show from. But here in Miami, $47,000 ain't getting me nothing of nowhere. I am literally still down bad. So I want y'all to make more money because things are getting more expensive. Inflation is insane. A pack of eggs, $37. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with 47K? Nothing. Okay. The math is not mathing. I carried the two. 47K needs to be what our monthly revenue is. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. Big body. That's what, what I'm saying. <laughs> what? 
We are the we luckiest girls in the world. That's what month. I'm saying. Okay. We need to put a zero behind that number every Here. single month. That is the energy. But that's why I'm bringing you on the show because I don't know how to do it. I'm going to just tell the girls <laughs> to ask you because it ain't my specialty. Um, and you know, we're not necessarily <laughs> saying nothing novel. I think everybody knows that we need to make more money. I think what I have seen, especially over the last year in really helping and working with other black women is that back to what you said before, so many of us live with these limiting beliefs and these narratives that are serving no one. They're not serving us. So it's just like, where did you pick that up from? Where right. did you pick up this idea told that you, you that are lie? good enough? Who, who, you told yourself that lie. But who allowed you to keep telling yourself this lie that you were good enough to be highly educated, get all these master's degrees, top of your class, all of this, mm. ambitious enough to do these things. Yes, mama and auntie and everybody's patting you on the back, but you're not good enough to put yourself out there to win when it comes to this corporate game. But you're not good enough to literally try to apply to more jobs. Right. But you're not good enough to say, oh, no, I'm not working for that salary. Or, oh, no, y'all not about to overwork me to death. Like, mm-hmm. I've put in my time. i put in my dues. And if I'm not promoted in the next six months, I'm out here like Sam. Right? Yes. Like, it can't be both. What I feel like you can't be good enough for this and not good enough for that. There you go. It can't be both. both. And I think it is that it's that doubt and it is that fear of rejection that is keeping so many of us. And I'm speaking specifically to my highly educated get rich crew that know they sitting there with a master's degree on the wall. Yet you're not even making eighty thousand dollars. Like sis, make it make sense. I am appalled. You know? (laughs) I can't that doubt and that fear of rejection is what's keeping you broke. And I know you hear this from Asia all the time too, because if you can't (laughs) overcome that mindset. In your career, you're sure enough not going to be able to like, overcome it in terms in of building your own business. Yep. And yep. truly getting free. Right? Yep. So that's what I want everybody's takeaway to be. Like, at this point, there is not a knowledge shortage out here. Like, you can open up Instagram today and learn about how to make more money. You just need to make do the work on yourself, whatever it looks like going to a therapist, going to a life coach, both things of which I've done to overcome my own money trauma. Hello. I love um, that. Talk to someone, talk to professionals, start a journaling habit, sis, whatever you need to do, start yep. meditation, tai chi, whatever you need to do to get real within, you need to do that. Because honestly, this whole doubt and let's just swirling around, knowing that I need to make scam. more money, but I'm literally not going to do nothing else. Oh, but I'm going to take a job over here and work at Amazon. Mm-hmm. That ends in 2023. Like, I don't want to yes. hear that again. I don't want to hear another black woman DM me talking about, oh, well, I can't do that because I got two jobs. Why do and you still not even plan 100k? It's life. life. No, we're not doing that. Well, I don't say that with shame. I say that to say there are no better ways. Help. Come That's on, it. and it you can deserve be easier more than you could even imagine. And there are so many resources out there. I yeah. am a resource. You are a resource. There just are no excuses. Yeah. And they say that the people are spending four to five hours on TikTok and Instagram every single day. How much of that Ooh. time and energy? Are you investing into learning and growing for yourself? Unfollow the shade room. Block them. They are not pouring into you. If you're making 47 k a year, you should not be following the shade room. That's it. And I'm going to just stand on it. I, I, I can oh, wait, that's, that it's is whatever. crazy. People are spending four to five hours on TikTok. Yes. But let me put up a post talking about apply to 100 jobs in a week. And it's they would who never. Has time for that? They, who has, how dare that? you? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you suggest Who such has a thing? Who time for that? Sis, what? It should be illegal. I don't know. I don't. I'm just, I'm just here on my podcast, right in my mouth, y'all. I don't know. I just, I'm a, I'm a pray for the people. But you know what? This is the Get Rich Crew and they know better. They know Period. better. That's why they're here. You guys are the elite. You are the chosen ones. And this is why I bring quality for you. I think after that read, they need a cocktail. Girl. Let's what, do it. What is... The Get Drunk Cocktail of the Week. What do you sip on when you are celebrating one of your mentees getting a six-figure job? When you are celebrating a bomb promotion for yourself? What what, what are we sipping on? I'm always going to be sipping on a nice sidecar with a sugar rim, okay? I knew you were my type. I'm a brown drinker. Say what you want. Yes, that means I fight, okay? That's what I said. I'm a brown drinker. (laughs) Cognac, please. Don't yes. get me, please. Yes. A little simple syrup, a squeeze of lemon, 
shake me up. Maybe you put a little Grand Marnier in it. Keep it yes, Hennessy me down. Hennessy's fun. Come on. With a sugar rim and a nice martini yes. glass. Uh, I yes. Need, actually, I'm going to get a sorry card tonight because I owe And deserve. Myself, okay. And deserve. Period. And should. So, yeah, it's definitely giving us side cards. I love us. that. That is a stellar <laughs> suggestion. I am a big fan. And this is why we already get along because Brown ain't never done me wrong. You see this skin? This is Hennessy so you might as well just stay in alignment with what Jesus anointed you with from Jump Street. Yes. Hennessy call me. If anybody knows somebody in Hennessy, tell me hit my line. Okay. <laughs> Move it right along. Move it right along. Because we got more money to talk about. Okay. So I want to know for the girls who are looking to escape their current job and get yes. more fulfilling roles, how do they even go about like, identifying opportunities, identifying their strengths, identifying their passions. Like where do they figure out what lane to get into? Yes. So I love this question because I get this question all the time in terms of where do I start? I know that I could be making more. I know I'm qualified, but where do I start? Right. And I know there's so much noise out there when it comes to well-paid careers. You can go on social media today and probably be overwhelmed with Get into tech, do all these things, but no one's really telling you, like you said, how you actually figure out that path for yourself. So let's talk about it. I am a big believer that the right jobs that align with you and that you are going to be able to more easily pivot into, get through interview processes and actually find success in are those jobs that are aligned with the transferable skills you already have. And we all have transferable skills. That often we are either not talking about enough, we are not actually emphasizing enough, we are not quantifying enough, and therefore we are staying in these dead-end or menial jobs or low-paying jobs because we don't realize that we have six-figure skills within us that we could be using to help us earn more money. So one of the things that I teach in my masterclass, Six-Figure Skills, is that you need to do a skills audit, like really start to list out what are the top skills that you know that you have, Right. I meet so many nine to five hotties that are just like, oh yeah, well, I work in this job. But actually something else that I do on the side, that's why I see and I do all this. And it's just like, girl, you just rattled off 15 skills that like, (laughs) why are we not leading with those? Right. That resume should be booming. Come on. It's like, if you're in my DMs telling me, oh, well, that job is so boring and it sucks. And and then you turn around and tell me, well, I've actually been managing a photography business on the side and doing all this. I'm just like, what (laughs) ma'am let's bring some of those transferable skills into your professional career experience and how you talk about yourself in your resume and in your linkedin when you do that and then you combine that with really understanding what job descriptions are asking for for those aligned roles that is what's going to lead to success so a great example i always think about are my teacher girls my girls that are teachers that have so many transferable skills, it blows my mind that teachers feel like they do not know what they can do besides classroom teaching. A classroom teacher has the same skills as a learning and development specialist working in big tech. Y'all are literally doing the same thing. But the difference is, a girl in big tech is making a six-figure salary, she's fully remote, she got a limited PTO, and she got badass children she got to chase after. Oh, that sounds like a win, 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 win to me. <laughs> Come on. The only difference between a classroom teacher and a learning and development specialist is the environment that in which y'all are actually creating or teaching materials. But at the end of the day, y'all are both creating materials, systems, and strategies to help people learn. Mm. You are teaching baby kids how to do arithmetic. And old girl over here is teaching users how to use their product so that they can implement them into their businesses, into their products, et cetera, et cetera, right? So that is one example of a classroom teacher who maybe has said, yeah, I've done content design. I've done learning design. I, I've, I've made learning materials and they've led to these results. She could then turn around and start applying to learning and development roles without having to upskill, without having to get no certificate. She ain't got to invest nothing. Right. Besides she's learning already qualified. To, she's already qualified. She just needs to right now look at more learning and development roles and read those job descriptions and make sure that as she's crafting that resume, that it sounds less like a classroom teacher and more like, yeah, I'm a learning development specialist. I just happen to work in the public school system. We're going to dive back into this episode in just a second. But first, I have to invite you to a very special event. 
I've talked about my success story as a dropshipper so many times on this podcast, and I'm ready to share more of the game with you. So I'm hosting a free e-commerce masterclass teaching you how to launch and grow an online business without ever buying inventory. And yes, you are invited to attend. Visit freedropshippingtraining.com to register to attend. I cannot wait to see you there. Now, let's get back to the show. Whoo! Wow. Um, <laughs> and then I'm so not, on and so I'm, forth. Like, I'm, that's just, like, that's, that, that's like the easiest path. I'm now, if, you are, if you're one of my girls that are just like, nah, I, I really want to go for it. I really want to okay. go for it. I want to be a software engineer. Okay. I want to be uh I want to be a whatever, a more technical role. Let's do it. You know, then let's do it. There are so many free programs out here. Mm -hmm. I share many of them. There are other black women creators like me that share so many of them on LinkedIn, like literally free programs, but they literally are that will teach you, you how to do the job and tell you what job to, do to apply job. for afterwards. Yep. Come on. So it's, it's just like you gotta away. To yourself, do you want <laughs> do you want like the path of least resistance in terms of okay, we just gonna try to take the skills we already got? And like get another job right. and just like go for it, or are we going to try to reinvent ourselves? Right, we don't always have to do that, but just know that those are those different the options. Right but here. I think I'm always let's work um, smarter, not harder. And so that's why I'm always like, let me hello. see what I have, and just get more money. Oh, that is more, massive. That more money. I mean, I am beyond, and I just want to attest to how real that is. So before I launched. 500 businesses and have my school and, and success and all the things I bartended for a decade. So I made $5 mm -hmm. an hour plus tips for a decade. I have a high school mm -hmm. diploma. Yeah. I use my skills as a hospitality professional, as a customer service professional in my business now. And I have turned that into yeah. a seven figure empire from bartending, from customer service and bartending. Period. So just saying that to say, the receipts of what you're saying is my actual life. Nobody trained me to do a goddamn thing. I am from Google University and hospitality and customer service. I knew how to give people what they wanted, period. That's my yep. expertise. All I had to do was go get the skills to, to really implement that in a business setting. I put those two things together and launched a massive business. So when she is telling you guys, to take the skills that you already have. You just need to reframe your mind and think about how would yeah. you describe that job? How would you describe the skills that you have to somebody else? Like what other frames can you put them in? What other settings do they apply to? I think that is massive without even having to learn anything else. And if you could deal with badass kids, baby, sure. I think corporate is easy street. Easy street, okay? And and I want to give something else to the career girlies because I think that this is also something that I feel like is often misunderstood. Whatever job you do now, you are in an industry. Mm -hmm. Just because you've only ever done one job in this industry does not mean that you have to abandon your entire industry altogether to make more money. Got it. I'm going to say that again. Just because you have worked one job does not mean you need to abandon the entire industry that you're in to make more money. So let's go back to that teacher example. Okay. A teacher who's only ever worked in a school setting does not necessarily have to leave education as a whole to make more money. Love Let me put into context. Have you ever heard of the app Duolingo or yes. Coursera or yes. Teachable or Skillshare? Yes. Yo, hablo espanol. Yes. Like Duolingo. Period. Yes. Uh, <laughs> big fan. These are educational startups. These are ed tech companies. Uh, okay. I see where we're going. You see where we're going? Mm -hmm. So a teacher who's worked in a classroom could also pivot into other companies that focus on educational methods, educational tools. Brilliant. Educational e-learning. Brilliant. And really be right. custom tailored for that job better than somebody who's got that, you know, software background, that corporate background, because you are a teacher. Like you're already better at the thing than they are. They have to go learn <laughs> how to on. teach. And you've already Come mastered on. it. Go, Say oh, it. If y'all don't make Say the money, it. After this, like, I don't know. My mouth. I don't it's know like, what else to what? do. <laughs> it's like why why would we abandon where we already have industry expertise and knowledge? Mm, that makes it. no sense. They think if they you're need really to start trying over. to pivot. No. 
And I'm just like, no, 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 no. We're not starting over. Starting over. Why? Let's keep in mind, right? We can take baby steps to get to where we want to go. So maybe it looks like classroom teacher, she's going to join an ed tech startup to just get herself into another job function, get herself some more exposure to how another business within education works. Mm-hmm. And then maybe she'll work that job six, nine, 12 months. But now she got the job title. Maybe now she's a project manager at an ed tech company. She was a teacher before. Mm-hmm. And now she's going to take that and become a project manager somewhere else. Maybe it's in tech, but maybe it's in financial services. Maybe it's in another educational, right? But see how she didn't go from teacher to project manager in tech. See right. how she went from teacher to education and then leveraging that experience to get her into tech, right? I think that we think that we got to make too many steps at once. Gotcha. And what I'm telling you is that you can Break make a down. pivot over here, working that job to the end of 2023 and come up 2024. And now she's working at Meta. She's working at, you know, wherever, making even doubling her income by being intentional about how all of these experiences fit into her overall narrative. And I think that is probably the biggest mistake that I see nine to five hotties making is that they are trying to force themselves into roles that are just like two it's steps away from where yet. they are right it's now. It's not time yet. It's not that time yet. And that's fine. And I also even say for myself, I've had to take those bridge roles where I was like, this ain't my dream job. I could give a shit about this job. Yep. But what is it doing? It's giving me skills and it's helping me tell a narrative so that when I go to that next company and say, this is why I need $210,000 as a base mm-hmm. salary plus everything else, it's because I can say, well, at this other company, I did X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And I might have had to put up with a bullshit for 12 to 14 months. Yep. But it's okay now because now I'm up. Okay. Yes. And that was literally my experience. Literally up my experience. And so, out. That was a masterclass right there. If y'all don't do that, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I have I so many people. I to tell the girls. I feel that, like, the like, same way, Asia, you feel like you sound like a broken record to, like, start a business, make more money. I feel like yes. I sound like a broken record to say, stay in your same damn industry, and let's just see what else we can do. Okay? Can't complain. Oh. I guess some people, girls, are like, I already have hospitality. There's nothing else I can do. Girl. Hilton. Expedia. Uh, Omni Resorts. Yep. Um, Wide Cafe. Um, I'm just naming off brands where it's just like all off the these top of your head com- that they have never the even of thought of. Mm. Come on, all of these hospitality entities. Come on, these are multi. These are global entities. Yep, because I rely work for on them. people. Come on, that have your skills. They are still hiring for technical people. They're hiring for project managers. They're hiring for program managers. They're hiring for sales people. They're hiring for marketers. Right? Like, why are you? Why are you accepting the myth that you can only make more money in tech? Girl, mm, you can be making mm, more money working at Hilton. You can be making more money working at Marriott International Corporate. Like, what are we talking about, right? Like, don't discredit the experience that you already have and the industry that you're already in to think that it's always more money somewhere else outside of it, right? You don't have to leave the industry you're in to make more money. So that that's my other one that I just have to leave y'all with because I, uh, I I don't know how, I, I think I'm getting through to people. But it's oh, I'm you are? Like, I'm not, maybe I'm you not getting, getting through, through to me and I don't even have a job. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out okay. how, how can I do better? I own the whole damn company. I'm like, well, what can I even get into? <laughs> what can I get into? I'm rethinking my own life and I work for me. <laughs> so you are getting through to the people and y'all better be in the comments letting us know how impacted you are by what she is teaching you right now because that is a masterclass. That's how you kick January off appropriately. It is time to change your lives. It is time. It's new okay. bag season. They say new January bag. and February is some of the best months to apply for jobs. And actually, they say April is the best is one of the best times too. So it's like we're in early Q one. It's new bag season. It's that new salary has been approved season. It yes. here's your thirty thousand dollar raise season. Yes. It's new bag, new money season. Like I'm, I'm for it. I'm here for I it. Live. But the only difference that's keeping the girls from the the corporate girlies that are getting them the money, the nine to five girls that are getting the money that are, that are the getting the wins is they just going for it. They're just executing. That's, yep. that's it. That's literally it. There's like, no like, difference between y'all and them. You can do it. You just have to make the decision. Um, while we're on that subject, I got another question for you because I read this okay. stat and it was very alarming. I don't like that. Again, this is not my industry. So I have to take it to the expert. I read that only 45% of women ever negotiate their salaries. They just mm. take whatever the people handing out. They don't ask no questions. They just, they with it. How, oh, I, we can't even get into why. 
Because why would be a whole hour episode? So we ain't going to talk about it. We're going to have to have a part two yeah. to get into why. The quick part answer two. is because y'all don't believe you deserve it. But we're going to move on. Oof. How can the people negotiate their salaries, their packages, their, their things? I love this question. I hate that stat also, but I love the question. So, you know, negotiating has a bad rep because I think we think it why? means find a piece of paper across the table. I, I don't know why, because I negotiate every role. And I guess that's that's why I'm getting the big money now. Um, so, you know, when it comes to negotiating, remember that a negotiation is not a confrontation. It is a compromise, Ooh. right? So... We I think that's a bar right there. A negotiation is not a confrontation. It's not a confrontation. It's compromise. Okay. Okay. We're on the same team. Okay. Mikasa is Sukasa. At the end of the day, when you really know how expensive it is for companies to To onboard and hire, Mm -hmm. you will know that when you're they're not here to waste time. They're they're here to get they're not here to waste your time. They're here to get they're not here to waste your time. Mm-hmm. They're they're here to get it done. That recruiter is here to get you to sign because their commission is based off of it. And a lot of times, these recruiters are waiting for you to ask for more money because at the end of the day, that means more money in their checks. Mm-hmm. But if you don't ask, they're not gonna say, "Oh yeah, well, I got an extra thousand dollars over here." You know, so let's 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 take it back, right? When it comes to negotiating, I'm a big believer that it starts in that first initial conversation that you have with a recruiter, with whoever you're talking to about this job. You want to ask the question very plainly, especially if you live in a state that does not require salary trans, uh, transparency, pay transparency on the job description. Ask the question, what is this role paying? What is the budget for this role? See, because that's what I Simple. want. Simple. We negotiated right there. <laughs> they don't even know it. They ain't even know it. I'm negotiating. They ain't even know it. Come on. I love that. A negotiation is about extracting information to leverage at the right time to make the compromise in your favor. That's all negotiation is. So when I'm asking the questions of, well, what does a typical package look like for someone at my level joining this company? Oh, okay, bet. So they said I would get this and that. Okay. Right. All right. So they're essentially creating a benchmark for me. And as I can get more inputs, maybe I'm talking to other people that work at the company. Maybe I'm doing research on LinkedIn, on some of these other career transparency sites. Um, maybe I'm just asking the questions around like, well, you know, how much support am I going to have in this role? All of these things, right? I am then going to take that away when an offer is presented to me and say, well, I remember that the recruiter said the salary range that they had up to, let's just say, $150,000 to pay for this role. If they come back and I, I know I got at least 10, 15, 20 more percent that I could be asking for, that's what you're going to ask for. That's your negotiation tactic right there. That mm. you have already asked the question early on in the process to know so what is the budget up for this for role. success from the door. Yes. Now all you're doing is saying, okay, if they come below this threshold, I know I'm asking for fifteen thousand more dollars. Easy. And at this point, now I just be telling black women, girl, ask for, ask for it all. The craziest number. Yeah. Ask for whatever you think is the craziest zero number behind you can come up with. Yes. Literally, just ask for whatever you think is the craziest number. Because honestly, like it's just bananas to me, like what is happening out here. Yeah. So now it's just like, okay, whatever you think is your craziest number, just add ten more thousand dollars onto that. Yep. And then ask for that. Yeah. Literally. Because like, the way literally. inflation I mean, is set up, because the way Bob come on. accounting is set up. Bob gonna ask Come the on. world. He and is not qualified to have nothing. And y'all At are all. overqualified, overeducated, and asking for peanuts. And that is why you are getting it. And we are stopping yeah. that today. Like this is today. finance, honey. We are not the the broke days <laughs> are behind us. And you know what? I think that Ooh. is a perfect time. I need a get rich tip from you. This entire episode yeah. has been a giant get rich tip. But what is one thing that you suggest? That the people, including myself, what should we be getting into with our finances? We're going to ask for more money. We're going to get a better job. But what should we be doing with the money? Oh, I love this. Okay, so my get rich tip. <laughs> oh, and I feel I feel excited because I'm the first corporate girly on this show. Yeah. I need all my nine to five girls, right, to just put a little bit of every paycheck into that 401k. I know no one has set you down to make it seem like it's something worth your time but i promise you every millionaire that we know has a nine has a 401k Mm -hmm. come on every millionaire that i know that has worked in corporate america has a 401k so just because they never sat you down and said to do it i'm the one telling you right now to do it and especially if 
your employer is saying, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off some more money to do it. Don't believe the hype that oh, it's just free money. That's why she get it, girl. It's part of your total compensation. So by not doing it, you are You're literally leaving, your leaving money, money on, the on the table. Wow. Why would we do that? That's huh? crazy. I never <laughs> if it was thought any about other money, like you damn sure would not be leaving three thousand dollars to sit on the table. Oh no, that's fine. I don't need. Yeah, that. I don't need it. I'm good. Said love, no enjoy. one ever. Right. Said no one ever. You're old. And, that and why I think it. it's so. You know, it's, it was life-changing for me, right? I didn't start investing until I was 23 years old. It was 2017. I started working full-time. I didn't know anything about investing before then. But I'm so grateful that I did have someone in my corner to say, you signed up for that 401k plan? Yeah, just just put in the minimum amount. And I'm so glad that I did because, no, it doesn't seem like it's much. But as my salary has grown year over year, as it has compounded in the market, I'm up six figures off yes. a 401k play, like just the 401k play. And so it's just such like, a short amount of time. In 2017 was last weekend. Like <laughs> that is crazy. We're not, I mean, cause we're not it's talking about crazy. starting at 18 and getting the money at 65. No. 2017 was Start last zero. weekend and you are <laughs> zero. up six figures. Like y'all six figures. tap into that. Yeah. And that's with having a regular J-O-B. That's not that's outside of launching your own business. That's just from working. Like y'all don't sleep and don't be on this show with me because I'm constantly screaming at you to spend um to launch a business. There are still so many other ways to win, and that comes with being employed. I think that is massive. That is a great Oh tip. wait, but Asia, we didn't even say the best part. Because oh, it's, not, it's not just a 401k for 401k sake. Okay. Sis. You know, you can leverage your 401k as an asset to put down a down payment on a business, on a house, on a property, on a rental property. Like, at the end of the day, right, what do we say? Savings is trash. Yeah, Investing is up. So why would we not be working on an easy play? Like, it's actually the easiest play that I know Right, because it already comes out your check. You done. It's coming out your paycheck. You ain't never going to miss that money. I promise you. If you turned it off, you wouldn't even know that it was turned on. Okay, so mm. I'm telling you, come hell or high water, you keep that shit turned on. You make sure that it's invested in a low cost index fund. And if you don't know what the hell that is, DM me because I can break <laughs> it down for you. Um, and then you're just gonna leave that shit and sit with it. And then when you leave that company, roll it over to Vanguard, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, somebody else, and keep that shit moving because that is how you start to build assets. An easy way to build assets. And then, yeah, if you want to get into the other things, like more, you know, Advanced. labor-intensive investing mm-hmm. and you playing in brokerage and learn about options, that's fine and all. That's great. But you notice you still got this easy play money in the back. That's just going to keep building and growing and growing. And it's an asset that I'll be able to leverage. All and say, its yep, I'm ready to buy a property now. Okay, yeah, I'm going to just take $18,000 on my 401k because I can. Um, and then when the equity's up in the house, I'll just put it back in. Like, like these are the plays that you know. I that, love that. that the everyday millionaires are doing, but that we didn't my know about it. Strategy, but that's okay. Come on, that's why they have you and I. I love an easy money strategy. Like easy. we don't have to make it hard, y'all. There are just so many oh. ways to make it seamless for us. Love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Like I can't. I I can't. I can't even deal. I'm so happy for the listeners. Like y'all are for the win off of this episode so excited alone i cannot wait for this to drop okay i have another question for you because i know that you are team educated team big dog team boss like love it i'm team dropout um very much so love it so my question to you though is what do you think about the girls who and the guys shout out to y'all but the people who went Mm -hmm. out they go back to school. They go back to college. They go back to another university. They get another piece of paper from a school named after a slave owner most of the time. Um, and that makes them feel like, okay, this is what I need to do. I want to make another $30,000, $50,000. I need to go get another piece of paper that says I'm qualified for a job. Because I am team, <laughs> girl, if you don't Google that thing and and get that uh course from one of us and sign up for one of those master classes and make that same ass money 10 times faster. But I yep. always like to hear from those who did the things, who did the graduation, who got the cap and the gal. What do you think about that? Where, where do you fall? 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to break it down real plainly. Although I am a girl that went to college, went to Ivy League, and has a master's degree, even though I didn't know shit about money, I knew I had enough sense back then, even at 21, 20 years old, to say, no, I'm not going to go to school if it doesn't equal more money. Like, I, I, I vividly remember being, like, 21 years old saying, um, well, the program costs $58,000 a year. So and am I going to make taking... an extra $58,000 a year? And the answer was a hard no. Now it's opportunity cost. Now it's literally an opportunity cost. And we got to do that, okay? So I would say, before you decide if you're going to go back to school or invest in any program, right? It can be an expensive boot camp. It could yep. be a master's program, whatever it is. You really need to understand for yourself, if you're doing it to increase your income, what really is going to be the ROI on that? Because yep. outside of highly specific, you know, um, certifications that are helping you get like security clearances, et cetera, most of the time, um, that stuff is not giving you, it's not guaranteeing you more money, girl. Bingo. Thinking that you're going to go to graduate school and then deciding, oh, well, I, I not only need to go to graduate school, I actually need to go to a top of the line school. Of course. I need a whole PhD. I'll put myself into all this debt because now when they see NYU, they're definitely going to pay me more money. It's yep. a myth. It's, it's a, a scam. Myth. It's, a, it's a lie. <laughs> it's a scam. It's a setup. It's yep. a shuck and jive. It's a bait and yep. switch if I've ever Especially heard of one. Especially when it goes for black women. The receipts are the receipts. The data oh, is there. Matter of fact, I'm going to link it for y'all in the show notes so you can read it for yourself. You being more educated, you will still be the least paid person in the room. So Literally. why are we playing these crackhead games? Come on. And not even the least paid, the most overburdened with that. So I was like, whoa, and the first fire. Still. Still the last hired in the first fire. So what are we doing here? Yeah, no. It doesn't equal financial security. I am a big believer, and like what we said before, is that I, I do feel like the ties are changing. I mean, you have CEOs and multi-billion dollar companies literally saying, yeah, the job market is headed towards skills-based hiring, not degree-based yep, hiring, because we cannot, like businesses can't stay competitive if they can only pick from the creme de la, quote-unquote creme de la creme. If we can only right. pick from top 50 in Ivy's, they're, like businesses are not going to It's not enough people. Right. It's not enough people, right? So I think I'm definitely the believer of that's cool. Get that extra degree. Get that other piece of paper. If achievement is all you chasing, then by all means, girl, become a PhD. Yes. Girl, go shoot the yes. no, We need it. Just, go just don't do it for the money. That's all. Don't say that you're doing it for the money because you're not. Because you're, you're not. Because you couldn't be. You're not. Because you couldn't be. You're though, not. Because they're not going to pay you for that. You're going to do that? And then you're going to be sitting saying. in my face looking at me like, yep. um, can you help me? I just got yep. a degree and I and can't do anything with it because I can't make any money. Yes. Those are the same come people on. that come to me and now they want to learn dropshipping. Yeah. I'm like, girl, I could have taught you that for $1,500. Like, respectfully, you didn't have to get up on the 50 bands and three years of your life. I could have taught you that on Instagram. <laughs> But see, and I think that is also something that I think communities of color, I think that we struggle with, especially is that because we've been sold this lie that education equals right. status equals achievement, that we can't even unsee that until yep. it's too late, until we're on the other side where we're just like, damn, this degree ain't opening no more doors than if I, oh, oh, wait, yep. oh, oh, so what you're saying is that the goalpost actually just gets moved higher and higher. Every oh, single okay. time. Every so I got time. the MBA, but now it's still not enough. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, Bingo. Okay. It oh, is a okay. scam. And we in 2023 yeah. are here to show it's you the scam to help you move forward. We are team education. It just do it because it's something that you love and it means something to you. Yeah. Don't do it for the bag. And I am team self-education. Or do it if it's going to be fully paid for. Now I'm all right, here for sure. that. Okay. Sure. Sure. Be fully paid for Sure. Okay. But don't come out okay. your pocket. Don't go into yeah, don't come out six pocket. Figure, five figures a day nah. to make six Whoa. figures. It's crazy. No. Life doesn't have to work that way. There's so many no. better things we can do with that money. And you've got two of us telling you on both sides, telling you that yep. it doesn't have to be that way. That's why I was really excited to ask you that question because you've got all the papers, girl. You got all the with the tassels, all the things. I don't know what it's called, but you know what I'm talking about. The ribbons. <laughs> you got all the things. So I wanted to ask you about that. Okay. Yeah. I've got like two more questions for you. Even though I can talk okay. to you for another seven hours. Literally, we're going to have to make this a part two. I got to come because, back to Miami. <laughs> yeah, please. Hurry up, y'all. We met in real life at an art Basel party and it was vibe. Yeah. Okay. And that's when we finally booked this episode. But yeah. I want to know, do you think that personal finance 
plays a role in career success? Oh, this is a good question. I That's just interview really people question. for a living child. I know what I'm doing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> not the Oprah questions. The Oprah drop shipping. I'm I can't. Okay. Um so you know, I am always gonna say yes because Ooh. I believe through and through that personal finance, money. Let's just not even say personal finance, money. Money is so intrinsic to everything that we do. Ooh. It is it is literally well, I would argue what makes us human, right? Because I don't see no other the animals, animals don't got no debt. Yep, they, they ain't bartering pebbles for shit. They got doing it, you know? It's You're the shit not that makes wrong. us human. So now if we're saying personal finance is really just the way in which one person understands money to their own benefit, then yes, it absolutely has to do with career success. Because I think if I did not, for my, when we talk about the decisions that I made when I decided, oh yeah, I want more for myself. Oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna start. Like all of those things were actually rooted in my wanting to be more financially savvy and wanting to have a better handle of my own personal finances. And I think that probably if I always understood money, if I came from a silver spoon, I wouldn't have given a shit. Just like mm-hmm. all the people that I worked with at American Express and all these other companies Couldn't that had less. plenty of money, they give a fuck about job hopping. They were totally fine being a comfortable little job paying whatever the fuck it paid. Yep. Because at the end of the day, they didn't need the money. They didn't need yep. the money. They didn't need the assets. They didn't need to hustle for anything. Mommy and daddy was going to get them a down payment Either for way, they the house, generational they wedding, already everything. They weren't it already exists for them. Like so they were just showing up having a good time. Yep. Do I enjoy it? Am I fulfilled? Am I happy? You know? <laughs> Not am I fulfilled. Meanwhile, we am are fighting for our lives. Am I, and they, am I fulfilled? Good night. Am Good night. I living life Dead. to the fullest, right? Dead. So I just feel like, you know, when I think about the experience that I was having, we're just like, girl, it ain't nothing bad for you at home in Baltimore. Actually, everybody's looking at you like, you going to be the one that's going to help us get out of it. Right, like, right. Um, Don't come back. That, that that absolutely influenced all the decisions that I made since then, right? So like, even at 2020, even at 22, 23, 24, yes, I'm thinking for myself, actually, Y'all are playing with my money. So that's why I need to get the hell out of here because now I'm not going to be able to hit the trajectory that I need to be on to be a millionaire in my 30s because now y'all playing with my money, like for real, for real. You know, Mm. so I absolutely think that, you know, how I define career success in terms of career mobility, in terms of growing a competitive skill set, in terms of being an in-demand career professional, I think that if I was not attuned to wanting to be more savvy financially i don't think that i would have probably gone as hard in building my career no i wouldn't have well mm. what would have needed to be the incentive there wouldn't have right been one. because they don't have one the same way they don't do. have one they don't right. have one that's and that's why i was just like oh yeah the you know the brooks and the jennas and the michelles and it's like oh this is great yes okay well i'm glad that you feel happy oh you know is that all about yeah i'll, I'll get another job but it, it wasn't it wasn't dire like it right. was for me it wasn't was survival like, like it is for us this is about is... survival this ain't about Ooh. nothing else, else. like yep. this is literally about survival getting through getting my mom and them through that's what I'm. i gotta for. rebuild the generational wealth that y'all took or started from scratch us. bingo come on uh, so many layers to that, guys. The takeaway is to work on yourself, work on your mindset, let yeah. go of that poverty mindset. It's not serving you. Let go of those yeah. um, limiting beliefs that are holding you back. I think that is the perfect time for the get rich read of the week. What are you reading, friend? What is inspiring you on Kindle? Like, talk to me. What should I be adding to my library to get my mind or my money right? Yes, I am currently reading It's About Damn Time by Arlen Hamilton. If you don't know, she is. I know who one she of the is, pre- but I haven't read her. Oh, book. yeah, you know who she is. Yes. But for anyone that is in the Get Rich crew who doesn't know who Arlen Hamilton is, she is the founder of Backstage Capital, which was literally created to help democratize venture capital funding. She is a premier black woman in venture capital. If you do not know who Arlen Hamilton is, please look her up, follow her work because she's doing life changing stuff. Um, I saw her at Agrotech and then they were talking about her book and I was like, oh, I need to read this. Um, but pretty much it's like it's part her life story, um, but also just tips in terms of how to go from being the underdog or underestimated and use that as an asset 
to win. So I'm, I'm, I'm all here for it. Because at the end of the day, yes, I have found tremendous success in my own money, career, life. But at the end of the day, I'm still a black woman and I'm still going to be underestimated in any room that I walk into. Uh-huh. Before I even open my mouth, people are going to make assumptions about what I do and don't yep. know. Come on. As now, soon as I'm they see our lot. names, Jow, on the as piece of paper, like, names, as soon as they see we know we she are, ain't one of us. <laughs> they're right. Exactly. But it's like, okay, don't ever play me like that. Don't ever play me like that. Because one thing about me, girl, <laughs> It's never lacking over here. Okay? I didn't hear. I didn't um, come here so, to play with you hoes. Exactly, like Beyonce. Ever, ever, ever. Um, so I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying that. Um, that book. So that's my first book of 2022, and just you know, learning more about. And I think for me also as a fellow founder, just learning yeah. also about the mind things I should be thinking about in terms yep. of you know how do I continue to scale my business? How I continue to use it as a way to yes, put more wealth into the hands of Black women but also to hopefully give other black women the platform that I have to be able to affect change and create good. So I love yeah, that. that. It's for the culture. The it's for the culture and girls, Always. guys get rich crew. Of course, I will link the book in the show notes for you. Um, lastly, I need to give the people the tee hee hee on the major money moves mentorship. How can yes. they be down? How can they get in the program? Because as good as this was, I know that their credit cards are ready. I know that they are ready <laughs> to get in the program. Drop the thesis. How can they work with you? How can they learn from you exclusively? Yes. Yeah, so the T is I'm a nine to five hottie, just like my career girls listening. Right. So with that, as much as I love to give as much free game as I can to as many people as I can, I'm just one person and I can't, I I fortunately can't just be giving out all of my time to everyone. So I created the Major Money Moves program because I felt like there were things that I've learned over the last five and a half, six years in corporate America that's helped me grow this vision, make these decisions and be able to scale my income so quickly that I really didn't understand that other young women, other career women, other mid and early career women just don't know. So I created this program to really put everything together. All the strategies that I've used to grow my six-figure career that's helped my other clients. I mean, I literally have mentees in my last program who have increased their career, increased their salary by $30,000, doubled their salary just by the next job offer that they took following my strategies. So I built all of that into a program where you're also being able to just learn directly from me. So if you have those questions and you're just like, well, how do I do this? And what should I be saying? I'm there to guide you and help you in so that you don't feel alone in this because yeah, I, I wish that I had had a big sister that was just like, Oh yeah, do all these things. I do have a big sister though. That, that actually could tell me a lot of that stuff, but it's so funny. She's Gen X. So she don't even thinking about like, Oh, I need to be moving companies to make more money. She right. would always look at me like, um, can you sit down it. somewhere? But, <laughs> like sit down. Right. Yeah. So major money moves. It is a program that I open up twice a year because I really want to be focused. It is when I am sitting still and making sure that I'm showing up week over week with my mentees. So if you want the tea, head to my Instagram page. I have a highlight specifically for coaching. You can see, you know, inside behind the scenes of like what the program looks like, what it all entails and get on the list to learn more about it. So I thank love you for that. that. Of course, I have to give them away to work with you. Um, this is exciting. This is massive. It is time yeah. to grow your finances with Flynanced. Okay, you should write that down. I like that. Um, I will link that for you oh guys God. in the show notes. Of course, girl, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so I much for having me. This was, this so was going fun. to be saucy. This is why I was in your DMs. Like, um, did you I love this. Yet? Okay, yeah. now and now I'm thinking, okay, you're gonna hit up Hennessy. Who am I hitting up? Because we need to be picking up. Who are we gonna road, call? Okay? Indeed. Uh, be, uh, indeed. Who uh, do we need to who call? We know? Because we will have the room key king, but actually I'm let's ready. also get this money, okay? I because it's like, yeah, it. let's grow around to five and then take some of that paycheck money and then help with Asia's help, let them build a business with it. Because yes. one thing for sure and two things for certain. I am definitely not seeing one nine to five paycheck is enough. No. Whoa. And we didn't even talk no. about that. Whoa, that should that's, be illegal. That's, be part Wait, you, again, that's what I'm saying. We have a different <laughs> episode for that. Girl, we can have a party right in the room we met in. Right down the street from my house. Like, Let's do I think it. That's a okay, great I'm venue. claiming that for us. Done. I'm that's that it. That we are that's affirming. The Done. We are putting it in 2023. Lord, the luckiest girls in the world want to have a function. 
for all the corporate oh baddies, for the entrepreneur baddies, and just, you know, make make it magic. Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I think yes. that is a perfect place to end it. I promise y'all, I will stalk her until she comes back for part <laughs> two, because I got about 37 more questions to get to, but we only have an hour but it was such a pleasure to have you i will link all yes, your tea you. in the show notes thank you so much babe of course thank you i'll talk to you soon absolutely all right get rich crew we are out of here until next week peace One, two, three, four. thank you so much for tuning in today if you've learned something amazing let's continue the conversation Follow me on Instagram at Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying and tell me what you took from today's show. Then tap in at Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying.com to get all the details and links from today's episode. I cannot wait to get rich with you next time. Until then, peace. Thank you.